Hi, my name is Todd Johnson, and I am here with Chris Casteltz and Jeff Peterson to welcome you to GRIP, a four-episode podcast series about developing a deeper relationship with Christ and each other through the four letters of the word GRIP. I don't want to be in the world's grip. I want to be in God's grip. Four letters, four episodes, some great guests, and great scripture to guide us. So let's get a grip. Welcome back, guys. Good back to, to back. season two. Season two. Season two. So, uh, so a little bit. Of, I got a little bit of a. I got a thought here. Have you guys? Have you guys done Wordle? Oh uh, yeah. yeah. Okay. So, so there's Wordle, and then and now there's Hurdle. Have you done Hurdle? Negative. No. So so Hurdle is the uh, the music equivalent of Wordle. So it's like it's like a name that tune you try to get uh, anybody out there. You guys doing Hurdle? Okay. So they have like they have like recent Hurdle. They've got seventies Hurdle. They've got 80s hurdle for all the Duran Duran fans. Anyway, so uh, so as I was thinking about tonight, and you know, we're kind of getting the band back together. I love that, right? Yeah. Okay, so we're kind of getting the band back together. So if there were a movie, okay, version of Wordle or Hurdle, where you had to guess the movie based on just like a quote, like a little snippet. Okay. okay? Yep. I'm that following. that snippet, we're putting the band back together. What movie is it from? Blues Brothers. Oh my gosh. Okay. How many did you guys all know that? Yeah. All right. I've known that. I've known that for years. I never knew what movie. It I was felt us. like that was a trick question. No. Yeah. Just because like, you're from Chicago. Like, is he like, okay? What no. movie would you get the I fastest? Didn't know. I didn't know what he was gonna ask. Yeah. yeah. Listen. Like, well, maybe I'm wrong. I yeah. just. Yeah. No. I. This is. This okay. Is, see, I just. I. I, I well, at I'm, least you're honest. I'm vulnerable. I come. I, and, I don't know and if it's really just, proud that you that you know that I know Blues Brothers right away. You know, it's wow. not a movie you showed a mom. So anyway, so the band's back together. Season two it's got of nuns. season two. <laughs> There's a quite a bit of religion in that, actually. Yes. So thing. season two of Grip, we're here, and we're for those uh, listening, you can probably tell there's a lot of ambient noise. There might be some random, like little uh, visitors uh, from a feedback uh, standpoint. We are here. Uh, I'm going to just uh, uh, set the stage, and we're going to prove it with some with some audience uh, participation here. We are in a parking lot under a tent on a beautiful uh, fall night here at Holy Name of Jesus uh, Catholic Community Church uh, with uh, with the wonderfully handsome uh, looking uh, group of men here from Holy Name. So guys, clap for yourselves. So this is kind of a fun way to kick off season two. Uh, thousands, thousands of men thousands, come to listen to this thousands. podcast. Thousands. As far as anyone's concerned, there are yeah. legions of men out here. Chris, why don't you explain a little bit what we're doing here and how season two of GRIP is going to be a little bit different, uh, you know, a lot of the same, but a little bit different than season one. For sure. So uh, as I already maybe said to the guys that were here uh, uh, before we started recording, season one, we recorded in a basement. And as wonderful as that was to talk to each other <laughs> about, yeah, yeah, no offense, Todd. It was nice. It was it was hot basement, but just dripping water in the background. <laughs> yeah. But uh, this year to to record grip, we decided uh, to do it in. F- There's an airplane. Can you guys hear that? Um, yes. 
to record in front of a live studio audience of men. This is a podcast uh, for men to get a grip, uh, to be in God's grip instead of the world's grip. And we thought, let's give it a whirl in front of guys. And so we're, we're kicking off this year. We've got five episodes in season two with the kickoff tonight. It's the Friday night before H&OJ's uh, Fall Festival, which is tomorrow. And uh, yeah, we're gonna, we got a, a great uh, guest this evening. We're gonna have incredible special guests throughout this series or this uh, this season, and uh, yeah, it's rather than just speaking to ourselves in a basement, we're doing it in front of a great group of men. <laughs> so one of the cool aspects uh, for season two uh, is also the invitation that Holy Name uh, has made uh, to other parishes and other men's clubs around the area. And anybody listening here, if you're even outside of the Greater Twin Cities metro area, you're welcome to hop in a van and come up for any of these. Uh, but it's a very collaborative um, sort of spirit this this season, I would say. And so tonight we actually have, so St. Bart's uh, Catholic Church, just a little bit down the road, uh, is here tonight. And, uh, and so we want to bring up uh, both Nathan from Holy Name uh, and Jamie from St. Bart's up to the big stage here. And for those listening, it's a huge stage. This is like a Van Halen type of stage with risers and drum kits. Come on up, guys, and let's uh, let's hear about what you're doing. Yeah, give it up. Yeah, great. Uh, <laughs> this is why you talk. Oh, oh, yeah. oh, Jeff, you gave over your mic, so you don't have one anymore. So uh, Nathan Marin's from uh, Holy Name of Jesus, been a member of the parish for about nine years. Uh, three daughters. That's right. A wonderful wife. Uh, a violent golfer. If you ever see this man tee off, you, you've concerned for golf balls. I mean, it's, he really lets it have it. And uh, an all-around uh, just good dude. So thanks for being here. Well, it's wonderful to be here. So thank you. And violent golfer. I, I like that. Yeah. And yeah. It's, that's a positive. Yeah. That's a compliment. Yeah. Um, can you tell us a little bit about uh, men in holy name of Jesus and kind of the work that, uh, that you're beginning? Yeah. I mean, first of all, I mean, it's an amazing group of men at holy name. Um, a cross-generational group of guys that um, form a brotherhood that are there for each other, um, forming deep friendships forming spiritual connections, growing in their faith. And uh, we've had a lot of really exciting activities um, over the years and over the last year um, around study, around service, and around social kind of opportunities. And we're really trying to coordinate and bring more guys together um, to build those relationships, um, get them connected um, wherever they are in their kind of spiritual path. Um, And uh, yeah, we have a number of small groups uh, covering different topics. Um, to get people connected kind of wherever they are. Um, if they're just starting out, um, kind of growing in their faith, or they're looking to explore um, and build different relationships. So we want to invite um, all those guys out there that are looking to just make some new connections, um, have a little support, um, and have some fun. So um, please reach out to me or um, go to the Holy Name website and um, just let us know what you're interested in, and we'd love to plug you in. And Nathan, are you seeing more... Is, if I can use the word post-COVID or as we enter into this phase of our lives, we're, there, there are more activities, more things for guys to get involved in? Yeah, I mean, definitely across all those areas I mentioned. And um, we're also looking for guys to kind of help think <laughs> about, you know, how do we continue to put the right events in place, mm-hmm. um, you know, throughout the year or two. So, uh, yeah. So please uh, reach out and um, we're looking forward to get to know you and, and plug you in where, uh, where, where you want to. Awesome, thank you. And Jamie? Todd. 
Uh, give us a little in insight into what's going on at St. Bart's with uh, men's group there. Well, thanks for the opportunity. This is really exciting because uh, I get to come to both parishes at times, depending on mass times. This is very convenient. I've always appreciated Holy Name, and um, I think part of Jeff's invitation, your guys' invitation to begin to get some um, cross-parish cross collaboration, and I think that there's opportunities to do at the parish level as well as cross-parish cross level, and I think uh, in general, we need more opportunities for men to engage with each other and with their faith and in service to their to their families, et cetera. And uh, St. Bart's has been on a journey, I'd call it about four years so far, of, of building um, a structure and an opportunity to, for men to, to meet men where they are. And for some, I really, really like social stuff. I'm working my way into spiritual. Some really love service, and I might work my way into social or, or spiritual or, or whatever. And I think we're just trying to set up some ways for, for men to engage in the ways that they want to, um, want to engage and then get some sort of cross-pillar uh, pillar connections. But the, uh, the guys that have been attending some of the St. Bart's things, I think, have um, reflected on... Um, you know, really feeling like there are other people out there like themselves. All right, well, thank you, Nathan and Jamie. Yeah, give it up for Nathan and Jamie. All right. Um, all right, well, that was great. Thanks, you guys, for, for being here and representing really what we're trying to do here with GRIP and that cross-parish uh, collaboration. The, nice, the other nice thing about the St. Bart's thing, Jamie, I really I do appreciate um, as a member of the St. Bart's Men's Club, the stipend that you give every member is great. It's just, uh, it's a nice touch. Pizza? You know, just, uh, no, just cash, just cold hard cash, unmarked, hard unmarked cash. dollar bills. There you go. So, um, so another, uh, kidding, uh, but it, we should think about it. Um, so another, uh, another element of grip for those that, uh, this might, if this is your first time listening, another, and really what I love, I mean, obviously I love you guys like brothers and we could talk. Yeah just to each other all day, and I'm sure it'd be, make for great podcasting. But another really cool thing about GRIP is that every episode features a very, very special guest to help us really discuss and, and kind of get into kind of the meat of, of the letters. And so I'm gonna hand it over to Chris to uh, introduce tonight's super special guest uh, for our, our, this doesn't even really count as one of the four episodes. This is kind of the, uh, the, kind of the, the intro episode for season two so take it away chris it was a warm day in july <laughs> father colin jones came in and i'm just kidding i have no idea when your birthday is it was um, july what it was july when was i was it really july 8th i just have born a weird, july 8th. no born oh i didn't oh. even came here i don't know it doesn't matter basically the same thing anyway father colin jones was the associate here for a couple of years and as uh, an incredible uh man of faith an incredible leader and a wonderful priest um he was here at Holy Name when the world came crashing down and um, strung us along in this beautiful, wonderful way with these incredible videos. <laughs> Do you remember this? Does everyone remember this? Oh, yeah. The Father Colin Jones videos where we got to see the inside of our church when we weren't allowed to otherwise. And all and, my bobbleheads. And all your bobbleheads. That was and, uh, <laughs> He's been such a gift to me personally and my mm. faith. One of my, um, I mean, I think honestly, like the moments you might think about on your deathbed is... Um, you come over to hear confessions of my family 
um, when there were no confessions. That was huge. My daughters, like, because they needed it. And um, <laughs> just kidding. That was a joke. That was a joke. Um, but uh, I'm just so grateful for you, Father Colin. So give it up for Father Colin yeah. Jones. Thank you, guys. Thank you. <clears throat> Chris, uh, yeah. you didn't comment on my golf game, though. I know you have something to say. We've done it uh, four so, times, five times. Yeah, a number of times. Uh, let's just say our score was a little <laughs> bit better with Father Rakowski this year. Um, Ooh, yeah. wow. No offense. Wow. It's pretty bad. Wow. No offense. And he's, he wasn't here. To, yeah. He, yeah. I thought he was. He's not. Oh, he yeah, left. Yeah. I was trying to compliment him. He doesn't believe in me, I guess. He's my, bo <laughs> he's my boss right now, so I got to, you know. <laughs> All right. Well, we are going well, thanks, to. Uh, we're going to put uh, Father Colin on the hot seat in a little bit um, as we do all of our guests. So it's a huge uh, incentive for the guests to join us to just get scrutinized and, and battered with questions. But before we do, uh, and again, a little bit of just for folks that are maybe just tuning in or maybe just uh, listening here tonight, we want to kind of give a little bit of the origin story of GRIP, uh, because I will say, and I'm not just saying this because you're one of my dear friends uh, in this world, but I think this is probably one of the most brilliant ideas that I'd heard. In fact, I've, I've, I was going through, uh, to set this up, Todd, I was going through my email because I was trying to find the darn intro for this, for this episode. <laughs> and so I went through Gmail and looked at all the sent mail that I'd sent Todd Johnson. And, and, I, and back, there's a, there's a tranche of emails after you shared the concept of grip with me, that is basically me emailing Todd darn near every day with like, you gotta write a book. You gotta go on tour. You gotta go speak. You gotta do whatever. You get. And, 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 and so I'm so, in all seriousness, so happy that this has at least made it to this dubious sort of level of at least sharing this great idea with more men. Tell us a little bit about the origin story, how you came up with it, and, uh, and, and how it, when you knew that you had something. Well, thank you for that. I, um, it is clearly a Holy Spirit idea, but I'll, I'll share with how the Holy Spirit put that uh, idea together. Uh, anybody, uh, any show of hands, and I'm, I'm not expecting many. Anybody played uh, competitive squash? All righty, yeah, Just everyone, settle listeners, down, settle down. This is like actual crickets. So like I, um, I played competitive squash, and, and fast forward to the story, I actually won the Minnesota State Championship in 2015. But uh, for four five, so five five is pro and five and four five and so on. But but what was interesting about that was uh, I was playing really competitively for the few years before that, and in 2014 I made it to the finals and lost. And a, and a guy came up to me and he said he's a squash pro, he's a five five, and he wanted me to pay him to uh, to take lessons, uh, and I would take lessons with him, and and I did. And during that entire first three months of lessons, all he did is change my grip. And it was extremely frustrating because if you've ever played pickleball, tennis, yeah, just picture changing your grip is a hard thing to do. And the timing of how the Holy Spirit worked, it was so fantastic because I was going through an inventory in my own life of looking at especially men, but men and women, what was a common denominator of the men and women that were in my life that had a solid, authentic, purposeful relationship with Jesus? And it was four things that, that, that the Holy Spirit impressed upon my heart. And those four things wound up representing the letters of grip. And I, and I juxtapose it against the world. So either being in the world's grip or being in God's grip. And, and the G, if I'm in the world's grip, the G stands for I'm going to go it alone. But if I'm in God's grip, I'm going to be involved in a group. And I see some heads nodding. You know, a small group is so vital to having someone hold you accountable. So that was the G of grip. Then the R in the world's grip, 
I'm going to read whatever I can as it relates to Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, any social media I want to get my eyes on and read. But if I want to be in God's grip, I want to read his word, his active living word. Amen, brother. Right. And, and, and that's the R of grip. The I pretty easy in the world's grip. The I is going to stand for me. It's all about me. I, 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 everything I'm going to do is going to serve me. I'm going to serve the God I want, not the God who is. And that's the I, because it's about me. But in God's grip, the I to me stands for how do I invest not only my money? Cause we, you know, I always say God doesn't need your money. He needs your heart. But how do I invest my money and my time? Am I allow, allowing myself to invest for the kingdom and not for I? And then the last thing, the P, in the world's grip, it's all about pride. It's all about climbing that ladder. It's all about what can I accomplish? As Father Mike Schmitz likes to talk about the resume, building the resume, it's pride. But in God's grip, it's about prayer. It's about getting alone with your father until you're not alone anymore. It's about knowing how to talk to your heavenly father. So, so this idea, and I love my, my youngest daughter gave me a visual long ago, well, not long ago, but a while ago when she said, dad, I, I love the idea of the grip because all that world stuff is you got so much stuff in your hands. You're not open to grab onto God's hands. Mm -hmm. But if you let go of all that stuff and now you can grab onto God's hand and you can do that with a group and read your Bible and invest your time and money and be in prayer. And if you know of any men or women in your life that have a solid, authentic, purposeful relationship with Jesus, I guarantee you they're going to have all four of those letters that they're working on. None of us are perfect in this. We're all sinners, me especially. But those four things I've found are very common in people knowingly or unknowingly being in God's grip. Huh? Come on. Hey, That's man. like yeah. Holy Spirit. Seriously. If, 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 these, if these microphones weren't so expensive, I'd tell you to drop the mic. No, not this mic, no. <laughs> but, but, you know, as it relates to, um, you know, we, we were so grateful because as we got together and talked about this, and, and this is, uh, we're on holy ground, you guys correct me if I'm wrong, but we said, wouldn't it be great if we could get Father Colin back for this episode, just to kind of, because someone in our life that encompasses those four things, and you said yes, I think you, you, you said yes to you. I can't say no to Chris, I'm not gonna lie. Chris right. calls and he's like, Father, we need you. Yeah. I think you told me that I'd maybe be like one of a few guests and so I was like, oh, I'll just be like, I'll be like the opening act for like Father Evans or something like that. And then I get here and it's like, oh, it's just me. And I'm like, no, no okay, great. You. So you're like, that's all right. That's just all right. You. So let's get, let's, uh, I, I want to get, you know, I want to see where the Holy Spirit moves with, you know, do any, I'm just going to start it off. Do any of those four letters resonate with you as, as, as a follower of Christ? Yeah. No, thanks. And I didn't really say this earlier, but thank you so much for having me, Jeff and Todd and Chris and you guys. I love you guys very much. I love Holy Name. Always home. Um, a priest only has one first assignment, right? And it's always a very special one. So I'm, I just love being here. Um, yeah. So as far as, I mean, yeah, there's so much about any of those letters that could go a long way. I think actually just today, um, I kind of got to experience one of them in a really powerful way, just very simple, but, uh, calling a buddy of mine that I hadn't called probably since May, which may not seem like a super long time. He's a priest in uh, the diocese of Madison, Wisconsin, um, but it was really good talking to him. And I realized like there were a couple moments this summer where, uh, I wanted to talk to him and I felt the Holy spirit kind of moving me to call my buddy drew. 
um, and to just kind of catch up. But actually, it was it was kind of without going into too much detail. It was kind of a tough summer in a lot of ways. I work at a seminary, and so during the summer, all the seminarians are gone, <laughs> um, and so it's kind of like you know you're just at a parish and like your parish is gone, kind of like COVID a little bit, but um, just like except in this case, they didn't want to hear from me because they're doing other stuff, right? Um, so kind of just figuring out like Lord, where where do you want me? And this was tough in a lot of ways, right? It was a little bit desolate. It was a little bit discouraging some days. Um, and it's funny, right? Like when, when that, when those feelings and those temptations and the devil's kind of attacking us in that way with those thoughts, um, when the thing we should do is reach out, right? Like the thing we should do is, is call out to a brother. And, and we know that, right? And that's part of grip. And yet in that moment, even though I knew I should do that, there was, there was like a shame, right? And there was like a, a sense of like, nah, he probably doesn't want to hear from me. He probably doesn't want to like listen to all my, my junk. You know, he probably doesn't want to listen to all the stuff that's going on in my life. Right. Like I'll just, I'll just kind of put it off, put it off, put it off. And I did put it off, you know, and thanks be to God. Like there was no like major crisis. Like the seminarians came back and I survived the summer and like we're here and, and I'm happy and God is good. Um, but just today, you know, I had some time in the afternoon and I was, I was out for a walk. And I was like, I'm going to call, I'm going to call father Drew. So I called him and and uh, we talked for like an hour and a half and it was just wow. like effortless. It was beautiful. Um, I kind of apologized to him for something that he, I mean, he didn't feel offended that I didn't call him, you know, it was kind of just like, we understand each other. We know that life's busy. Um, but I kind of told him, I was like, bro, like I should have reached out. Like, I'm sorry for any way that, you know, if I kind of left you hanging when you had something going on and I, and I wasn't there to talk to you, but, but also just like, I didn't fulfill my end of our fraternity, right? Which is mm -hmm. like us actually being in dialogue and being in conversation. And, and it was great. And in the time that we talked, we were just, I was able to share like the struggles of the summer. He was able to share what's going on in his life. And so, you know, that group for us was just the two of us over the phone, you know, across, across the state. But, um, and it's you were just investing so, your time too. Yeah, yeah. And it was just exactly right. Yeah. It was like, man, I could for go sure. like, I'm already like right by a caribou. I can go sit and like have that caramel high rise. It's waiting for me. And like, I'm just going to like, you know, I got my laptop in my bag. Like I can just go and like, you know, read whatever. But like that thought came up. I was like, I got the time. Like, I think I need to connect with this guy. And it was just, I mean, it was the grace of the day so far, you know? And so um, I think, so that's kind of, I guess, all that to say um, sometimes it's, it's when we're, it's, it's precisely when we're in that lowest moment that we might, that we're going to feel the least inclined to reach out. Right. Yeah. And yet the, the kind of, what would you call it? The, uh, the irony of that, or like the God irony is that like, that's exactly when we need to reach out. Right. And like, it's the devil who's telling us not to, it's the devil who wants to isolate us. Right. Keep things in the dark, keep us away from those who can really help us. Um, but that's precisely the moment where we need to, to pick up the phone. Right. Or to say like, brother, I need, oh, I need some help right now. Let me share this. And that's what, that's what friendship is, you know? So. Yeah. Father, thank you. Then thank you for saying the word isolated. And then I think sometimes men, men in particular, and, and I'm not going to speak for my wife or any other women in my life, but like as a man, like sometimes I feel pretty isolated on an Island almost. And that's mm -hmm. been one of the beauties in my life of grouping is that when I don't want to, yeah. when I'm most uh, isolated and most feeling alone in this in this uh, battle of life, right? It's exactly when group comes up and I go, oh God, I don't want to go to this thing, yep. you know? Like, and it's almost, it ha I have to, because there's a guy there who's looking to make sure I'm there. And uh, and he, he, it's his job to make sure that he checks in with me. I used to have a, a lunchtime on Monday group of all men. This is back when I was a youth minister. We were all men in youth ministry. And uh, to have people who knew my life and knew what was going on mm -hmm. and knew me. It, honestly, it was an experience of, of of God the Father, right? It's this intimacy that he knew uh, he had with 
Sorry, there is a ice cream truck. We are very live right now. He was in right the now. neighborhood, in the and then he just pulled Fantastic. right into the church. Who is the strongest guy here that can go <laughs> heavy that van hijack? Well, get it here. I, like, it's ice he cream. He knows exactly what he's Why doing. Why is he pulling in here? There are no chil- children. But, you know, can, yeah. can I... Because they know, yeah. <laughs> But I think it's also, can I? No, go for it. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, I think it's also hard because I think if, and and I know we're not just talking about the G tonight, but but guys, I found the guys that listen or, or hear about this, a lot of guys just find it hard. How do I get involved in a group? And, and I'm just, you know, if you're listening to this or you're hearing this and you just don't, just take the step and walk into your church, ask your priest, ask your pastor. But but there are gr- so many groups available and there's groups that are available online or in person. And, and that's where I just encourage you, make the leap. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, because you, isolation's a real deal, especially for yeah. men, admit it or not. Father, yeah. you're, you're in a unique position, uh, both as a man yourself, but also as someone who has a role in you know, your, your parish communities where you're looked to as, you know, to sort of provide the direction, to provide the guidance, to provide you know, counseling, whatever it is. When you think of these four, because we have talked a lot about the, the G so far, but you know each of these four dimensions are are unique and yet so vital. Do you find like as you've you know thought about these four different you know kind of areas of of of, of strengthening, like which of the four do you feel are the easiest for guys mm. to start? Like, is there almost like a like a, like a gateway, you know what I mean? Like, like let's get them involved in a group, you know what I mean? Because yeah. then, then at least it's easier for people to, you know, like tonight, we're looking at a bunch of guys mm-hmm. who are sitting, you know, we're having fun, having some pizza, whatever. Wishing they were having truck. ice cream. Exactly. <laughs> or, 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 or do you find that it really is hard to kind of like generalize and because sure. everyone's built differently? Yeah, no, that's, that's a good question. I mean, yeah, so this would just be my own kind of subjective experience. But even so, thinking about so you're asking kind of like which of the which of the four would be the most kind of accessible, maybe yep. to like kind to of the guy. Trojan horse. Like which one is yeah. going to get yeah. men just engaged, yeah. and then you can kind of hmm, expand. Yeah. The first one that comes to mind actually would be I. So the investment, and the reason I say that is because I think as men, um, there's there's something about us that wants to give, right? And wants to fight and wants to have like, we like, whether we would say it or not, like we love, like there's something about sacrifice that we love, right? Obviously there's something about it that we hate because it's hard, you know, and it involves us giving of ourselves. But I think, you know, as men, and I think, you know, especially for the men here who are married, right? Like talk about investment. Like, I don't need to tell you guys anything about that, right? Like, you know what that is like, you know what that looks like, you know how that sounds, how that feels, you know, like there's, like, and I think that's where in a lot of ways, even in our evangelization, that's where somewhere we can meet people, right? It's like, even like today we talk about people wanting to live meaningful lives, right? In general, we know what that means, right? Like people want to live meaningful lives because that means like, oh, that doesn't just mean like I played Xbox all day until I died. Like, no, that means like I actually wanted to make the world a better place. Now we could argue about what that looks like, but people want to invest, I think. And I think for men, especially there's that desire, right? To get up and to fight for something, right? To be a warrior, um, you know, not in the sense of like, you know, necessarily going to combat, right? But actually to like, yeah. um, to, to have someone at home that we are fighting for, right? And to have someone that we want to protect, someone that, someone that we want to provide for. Um, and so that, uh, that I think that investment 
is, is somewhere we can say like, okay, like you experience that like at home, right? Like you love your wife, you love your kids, you do anything for them, right? Like, and, and just to kind of almost extrapolate that and, and blow that up into, okay, like God, God is the one, A, who gave you, you know, that family, right? He has entrusted this family to you. So when you're loving your family, you are, you are serving the Lord, right? That is, that is your vocation. That is your calling in life. That's the way you're going to find meaning because that's the meaning that the Lord has put right there in front of you, these living, breathing humans in your care. Um, but also I think we can then conceptually say like, okay, Lord, I want to do something great for you. You know, I want to give something amazing to you. I want to give my heart. I want to give my time. I want to give my treasure. I want to be able to, to go to the grave saying that, Lord, I, I made this world more yours, right? I, I made your yeah. kingdom um, come, right? And be established. And I think yeah. that's, so I think that's, that's probably what I would say for a man. Like if I'm in, you know, confession, hearing a confession of a man, I, I, I could say like, all right, like think of some way that you can give God your life this week. Doesn't need to be huge. Like don't go like buy a hair shirt yeah. and like start like whipping yourself. Well, no, I, just yeah. like, just like give a little bit. Yeah. Well, and what I love about what you're saying is helping men realize how they're already loving like Christ. They're already like, you know, if they're good, if they're good husbands, if they're yeah. good dads, if they're good friends. I mean, I think sometimes men feel, uh, and maybe women feel this too, but men feel like to, to live a life of faith has to be extraordinary. You know, you have to be able to, you know, quote scripture and you have to be able to, you know, and, and I think what you just said there is so, I think, wonderful to help men realize that okay you you're actually already on the path right. you know and but now being more deliberate about it can even yeah. amplify it even more yeah and sometimes it's just it's it's a slight tweak of of outlook even right where like you know let's say i'm a dad and i've got um a child who's you know, about to graduate from high school and as as a dad i'm going to be helping my kid like make that decision right like where, where are you going to go to college what are you going to do with your life and and obviously we want the best right so we're thinking like i want to send you to a place where you're going to get a good education where you're going to be able to get a job and raise your own family right and so you know if i'm a dad and i want to invest not only in my my son or daughter but also in god that conversation is going to look very similar but there might just be some little tweaks where now all of a sudden i'm saying okay like I want to send you to a school where, yeah, your your outlook for life is going to be really positive, and you have these opportunities to make a great you know, living wage and provide for a family. But also, is your are you going to be able to to build your faith at this institution, right? Like, are you gonna do you know you know when we go and visit that college, do we find out where the church is, right? Do we meet the priest and say like, hey, you know, now whether your kid goes or not when they're there is another question. But even for for dad to be saying like, hey, this is this is an important part of life, and it's I'm not just. I don't want you just to go to college because, you know, it's all about the money or it's all about the job, right? Actually, I want you to be, I want you to love God, you know, like I want you to live for him too. And so that's something that, again, right, just that little kind of tweak of outlook that I think a dad can really provide for a family. I will, I just want to go back to one thing though, too, too just because I, I do think there's some genius. And when you were saying, you know, you don't want to get dramatic, I think you, I'm not paraphrasing what you said about, you know, it's not like we are in a war. I think you might've said that, but in some proverbial way, we are in a war. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, I mean, Paul tells us that in, you know, Ephesians, why would he tell us to put on the full armor of God if we're not in a, in a, in a war? And I think as I think it's harder probably for you because, you know, you set the bar a lot higher than probably the rest of us as a priest. But you're also just a man, too. Right. Trying to follow yeah. in that journey. Yeah. And so I, I think as men, too, that's the beauty of group, too, is that we can we can challenge each other and not be afraid to challenge each other for God's greater good mm-hmm. and, and not just be good enough. But, but to be different, to stand apart yeah. for Christ. Yeah. 
I mean, Paul uses that, that, I mean, the, the athletic analogy he uses is like running, right? Which yeah. I always think is interesting. It's like, he could have said like, we're wrestling or something, right? Where it's like, but that means that like, we're kind of like fighting against each other, right? But to run is like, I've, I've got, I'm running alongside you and maybe you're faster than I am, right? At this point in my faith, but that's okay. Cause that's just going to make me want to run harder and faster, right? And like, that's, and that's, that's the good kind of competition, right? It's not like all competition is bad. Like actually Paul uses the, you know, outdo one another in showing charity, right? Like, so it's kind of this, like we want to be pushed, you know, and it's good to be pushed. And that, that actually helps us to love our brothers more, right? It's that, it's that great camaraderie. So fitting as I get to run a half marathon tomorrow morning with my daughter. So thank you for that. Nice. Yeah, you bet. <laughs> nice. yeah. Well, chop, chop. Let's move this along so you can get your eight hours tonight. Yeah. Uh, Chris, uh, you know, Chris, you're in a similar role of father where you are obviously a man, but you're also in a role here at Holy thank, Name. Thank you, Jeff. Exactly. <laughs> Breaking news. <laughs> this is why people tune in. Words of affirmation. Yeah. This just in. Because is a man. No, but, but, but you know, you're, you're also in a role here at Holy Name where you're leading, you know, a lot of lay ministries and, and, yeah. and people are coming to you. How have you, because you've been now living with and praying over this whole grip concept you've and you've literally been you know evangelizing it in your own way how has how have you seen now that you're more conscious of these four dimensions how if at all how has it affected kind of your day job you know yeah i i I think for me um just recognizing the importance of prayer and i think i can say that phrase the importance of prayer very easily um but the difference between doing this work or even just living a life right without being connected to god without being a man of prayer and being a man of prayer uh, there's just such a difference in that experience um for me personally and i see in other people's lives as well um one of the challenges that i think a lot of people don't know that people work in the church when it's your job to help other people pray (laughs) (laughs) when you go to pray yourself sometimes it feels like you never leave work yeah and that's like, I hate to say that, that sounds terrible, but like, it's kind of true at times. There are definitely uh, points in my ministerial career where I like, I walked out of here and I wanted nothing to do with church for 12 hours before I had to come back. Um, and I admit that fully and like almost confess that to all these men in the live studio audience. But um, those are the times in my life when I worked first and I prayed second. Yeah. And for yeah. me, uh, I don't know how long ago it was, but it was, a, thank God it was a bit ago. Um, I just had a real conversion around that and decided, no, I like, I need to pray first and then do everything. Cause I think sometimes we get mixed up in where we get our identity from. I think sometimes we get our identity from our activity. And the reality is that we, we, we truly get our identity from, from God almighty. Right. And then it is that identity out of which we take on activity. And I think grip is really great at helping us focus better on receiving our identity from God. Hmm. I think being grouped and being with our brothers in Christ helps us to do that. Uh, I think being in the word every day, whether it's reading a, a Bible or doing Liturgy of the Hours, doing Lexio, whatever it is you do, when, it's, when you're reading scripture, it's not about you. Um, and you know you're getting your identity not from what you do, but from God himself. And then investing too, because anytime we we love outwardly instead of inwardly, you know, if pride is turning in on ourselves, um, that investment is pushing out, right? Yeah. And then prayer obviously is just letting, 
now I think we have the season one, I think Kerharis you know, uh, said, you know, just going and being, getting a hug from God, just being held in God's arms. And man, there's nothing like that um, as, as men to, rem, to be reminded that we are sons um, and that our identity is as, as sons of God. And um, out of that identity, then we can go to our activity. And I think that's where, where, where grip I've, I've seen be really effective for people. Well, and you you had said, and so a little bit of back a uh, little backstory here for for the live studio audience. So a couple of weeks ago, when Todd and Chris and I are you know orchestrating you know tonight, and you know the marketing guy comes up with a you know, pithy little slogan here for grip, you know four ways to hold on to Jesus, and I'm mm. so proud of that because I'm like, <laughs> grip, you get it, you're gripping whatever. And so I unveil it to these guys, and the first thing out of both of their almost like like it was almost a, like jinx by me a coke thing. And basically, you both said, "Well, no, it's not about it's not about us holding on to Jesus. It's about us letting Jesus hold on to us." Mm. To which I'm like, "Well, that I can't make a slogan out of that. <laughs> <laughs> it's way too many words." But talk a little bit about that, Todd, because you really, I mean, that you and 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 so we we're, we're we're keeping all the merch the same, but but because we feel like it's actually an interesting, um, not transformation, but but that tilt to start with where I think a lot of guys will start, like they'll be like, grip, awesome. I can be in control, this is gonna help me get my kind of act together. But then, Todd, talk, talk about that sort of like, sort of evolution that, you know, will happen as you get deeper into this and you'll realize that it's not about your grip, not even about your grip on Jesus, it's about his grip on you. I, I love Father Colony, have, have you chime in on what I'm about to say sure. because it's may not be theologically sound, but um, <laughs> I, I, I'm always struck by the simple words of Jesus on the cross. Mm. It is finished. There is nothing we can do as men that can improve what he's already done on the cross. And so that's, that's where the grip comes in is stop performing. Stop trying to be, you know, Andy Stanley has an awesome book says how good is good enough. Like if, and the average person, and I don't know what priest said this, but when, when someone asks you if you're going to heaven and you say yes, and they say why, and you start with the word I, you got it wrong. Because if you're saying I'm going to heaven because I'm a good person or I'm this or I'm that, mm -hmm. you're the one now holding on to the, you're the gripper, you know? And it's like, am I going to heaven? Um, well, thankfully for what Jesus Christ did on the cross for me, and told me it was finished. And my job is simply to pursue him and to be in a relationship with him. And he doesn't want part of me. He wants all of me. Mm -hmm. And he doesn't want me to just uh, have a slice of the pizza. He wants the whole enchilada. And that's where the grip just takes on a whole different meaning to me of saying, stop. It's just, it's, it's, it's almost like, I, I think a lot of us in this, this audience here, we have children. It's like, we love our kids, no matter what they perform or what they don't perform. We love them for who... They are, and God actually loves us this even more. I almost said the same way, but even more. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if you can chime in on that, but just from the standpoint of it is finished, that's what I interpret of Jesus' words saying, you can't do anything better than what I'm doing up here. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't have anything to add to that. <laughs> I, I mean, the chiming would just be... <laughs> this is the, stump, the priest yeah. segment. Is you just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, just is, is stumped. That, stumped. It, but no, it might, it's true. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, he goes to prepare a place and... He has, and he does, and but don't you? Um, but wouldn't you argue that you see a lot of people though still trying oh yeah, to yeah. to build that resume? Yeah. Well, and I, I um, and not to bring it to like 
the work I do now, but it is interesting because I work with these seminarians, right? And they're all, you know, 18 to 22. And it's just like, as, as their formation advisor, you know, that sounds very kind of rigorous, militaristic, you know, like I'm getting them to like make their bed and shave every day and all this. And that's part of it, you know, but. Did, uh, you, did, you, did you shave today? Uh, no, how did you yeah, know? I don't think just, My follicles are. You look great. Mighty. Anyway. You did get a haircut today. It's my day off. I got the haircut. You know, I got to let, yeah. Anyway. I'll give you a little shout what were we talking about? Oh, so performance. <laughs> also, and I mean, it's, it's just, it, I mean, it's, I feel like, like I've got like a crystal ball in front of me sometimes, or I feel like the guys think that when I kind of start just asking them questions about, you know, like, yeah, so tell me about, you know, how that moment went, you know, where you felt really discouraged. And you know, I'm basically like, I know that it's because they feel that their sense of worth is completely, perfectly, proportionally tied up to their performance, right? Whether that's academic performance, you know, so they got that first B plus, you know, like God forbid mm. on their philosophy test, right? Or they, you know, or they just miss the game winning three in our, you know, little in-house basketball league, right? You know, and that just kind of shuts them down for a week. I mean, really, this these are the conversations that happen, right? And just kind of seeing that, I mean, it's, it's actually the Lord's grace that allows that humility to happen. Right. And then in, in these meetings, I get to kind of like say exactly what you're saying, Todd, right. Like just to preach that truth to them and be like, who are you? Right. Like mm. you make that three, you miss that three. Like, are you any less or any more a son, you know? And, and it's really cool to see what happens when these young men, like just start to realize that and how, how freely they play and how freely they study and mm. how freely they live. And that's, yeah. that's really for all of us, you know, and that's, I mean, again, that's, that's something to be preached to, to me and you, you know, like every, every day of our lives. Cause there's so many, yeah, there's so many moments where I realize like I am, I am thinking that God's going to love me more if I just like crank out all these emails like right now, you know? And it's just like, no, not at all. I'm going to do my best. That's it. No, I think it's beautiful. I, I, when we're talking in time when you're talking, I was thinking about, um, uh, Philippians two, there's this great little, like, it's like, uh, I think it's like an early church, uh, like hymn. It's like a baptismal hymn, I believe, from the early church. And, and this is what it says, and I think this is, this is so interesting because it has a lot to do with grit, but um, it says, your attitude uh, should be the same as that of Christ Jesus. Okay, good start. Mm -hmm. Yep, we'll do that. <laughs> and this is what it means. Who, talking about Jesus, being in very, being in very nature of God, did not consider equality with God something to be grasped. Hmm. And that word grasp, I think, is echoed mm. in what Eve does when she grasps at the pomegranate, at the forbidden, it was a pomegranate, um, at right. the forbidden fruit, right? She grasps at that. What was she trying to grasp at? She was trying to grasp at divinity, as a, a quality with God, as if we could be good enough to be on the same footing as God. Like mm -hmm. I could say enough prayers. I could do enough charity. I could be as kind, you know, no, like mm -hmm. we can't. And that's okay. Um, because Jesus Christ even gave that up, right? In order to become one of us and to be with us, even though he was perfect. And I just think that idea of grasping at perfection instead of letting God give it to us in heaven with him forever is, is really the crux of the thing. I think a lot of us spend uh, Mark Mitchell used to talk about all the time, like spent the first half of his life becoming something and the second half of his life unbecoming, mm -hmm. you know, and, and letting, letting God be the, the king of his heart instead of himself. That's great. That's yeah. beautiful. Well, we're, uh, we're going we're gonna to start wrapping it up here. So this is like the pilot letting everybody know that we're starting the descent, put the tray tables up. Um, and I just like to ask, uh, Father, I'm going to start with you just as you 
Uh, and thank you again so much for being our first guest here on season two. Uh, knocked it out of the parks at a very high watermark. But I guess, you know, and, and, and be careful because we've got this recorded and we're going to come back in about nine months and see if it came true. If you were to, uh, but if you were to like look ahead and have some kind of uh, prayer, if you will, uh, about what this humble little effort is trying to do, you know, trying to get more men to think about their own faith, think about, you know, connecting and, and you know, getting closer with scripture and investing all that kind of stuff. What would be something that, again, because you're in such a unique position here, that what would be your prayer that, that what's this going to come of? Like, what's going to come of this, I should say? You know, like what, when we look back, let's say nine months from now and say, all right, well, you know, kind of that little performance thing, you know, we'll do it for ourselves. Like, what was the little ROI on this thing? You're like, what, how, how do you measure something like this? You know? Man, there's some good ones. I'll say, I'll say the first thing that came to my mind, I guess, um, and this may not be super like, you know, practical, measurable, whatever, but um, I guess just in general, my prayer for, for you guys and, and for everyone listening, um, it's definitely my prayer for, for the seminarians that I work with. It's just uh, to realize what great and marvelous things God has in store for you, you know? And um, and I guess I've been, I've been really moved recently by, there's a priest in, in Michigan for, named Father John Ricardo who talks about this all the time, that you were born for this time, you know? And so this is, I'm just going to attribute that to him. He may be taking it from someone else, but just a, a great thing, right? And we can look around at the world and we can look at our own lives and we can look at our communities and say, you know, like, oh man, this is all messed up or this is going to, you know, you know where and, and everything. Um, but just remember, like, God doesn't make any mistakes. And so when he puts you on this earth, like he didn't make a mistake in making you who you are and making you a man and making you with the personality and the temperament you have and, and certainly not in, in making you you know, the son of your parents and, and in putting you here in this time and place. And, and that's because he wants you here for a reason, right? And again, we can think of that as just being like the priests or the people with a lot of power in the church as, as being those people who have the job. And that's nothing could be further from the truth, right? Like that is for you and for me and for everyone here and everyone listening. Um, and the Lord has great and amazing things in store. And even when we talk about, you know, like allowing the Lord to grip us and the question would be like, well, what's okay, so if it's all Jesus, like, what does it mean for us to grip him? Like, why do we do that? Why are we talking about all these things? Like, does it really matter at all? And it's like, no, yes, because God wants to get his world back and you and I are the ticket, you know? Like, you and I are the way he's going to do it, right? Like, that's that's always how he's done it, you know? Raising up great saints and especially great men. And so... Um, I guess just to, just to realize like, that's, that's for you, you know, that is, that is the call. Um, and it's not a call to make you feel, you know, like inadequate and you are, I am, we all are, you know? Um, but, but the Lord has done amazing things with very small, insignificant instruments. And, And going back to what we were just talking about, you know, just be a son and be excited about what the Lord wants to do with you as his son. That's awesome. Todd, what's your prayer? My prayer is that men would be, you know, condemnation comes from the, the enemy, conviction comes from Christ, and that men would be convicted to be different, that men would be convicted to, to you know, in, in a weird kind of way, really contemplate what you're remembered as is. I, I go to a lot of uh, funerals, not as many as you, Father Colin, but I go to a lot of funerals. Um, given what I do for a living. And uh, I, I actually was just at a funeral last week for my godfather who just 
turned 101 and his remembered as it was all about his walk with Jesus, all about how his, he glorified God in everything. And, and I just find, you know, you know, many of you have seen maybe the Francis Chan example of the rope analogy. We're here for such a short period of time. And if we really consider eternity and we really think about our loving father and we don't put him in a little, in a little box. And I mean, God is so big and so great and so awesome. And I want my remembered as to just be a, a son of him, a warrior for him, a sinner, but one that is repentant and one that's forgiven always. And, and I want my life to be different because it was all about him and it wasn't about me. That's awesome. Chris, bring us home. What's your prayer? Uh, the perfect conversion of every man in the archdiocese to yeah perfect right why not Amen. like shoot shoot for the moon yeah. right yeah yeah um i i really i do hope for that i do pray for that um and also every man who listens to the podcast every man who comes to one of these events chooses one letter of that grip mm. maybe they grouped a long time 20 years ago and it's time to start that up again maybe their prayer life has become pretty mechanical or maybe they're not investing like they could be, or, or maybe they're a man of prayer and they're a man of grouping and they, they, uh, they invest quite a bit, but they just don't know their scripture. Whatever it is, to choose one of those things, maybe not the hardest one, maybe the second hardest one, and just like, <laughs> and just, just take a baby step in it. You know, just give something a whirl. If you're not praying every day, to just start with five minutes of silence. If you're not ever reading your scripture, read one verse or start the Father Mike Schmidt's Bible in a Year thing, which sounds like a lot, but it, it's 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 beautifully uh, uh, portioned out. So yeah, that would that would be my prayer that everybody picks one of the letter and move on it. Well, I think those are all great prayers, and I want to thank everybody here at Holy Name of Jesus Catholic Community here in Medina. Clap for yourselves. It was a great, uh, a great kickoff to our uh, to season two. I want to thank Father Colin. Yes, Father Colin. Our guest tonight. Thank you guys so much. And, um, Love you guys. For everybody listening, stay tuned. We've got four more episodes coming up over the next few months, and uh, very excited to help everybody get a grip and be in the grip. So, thanks again. <laughs>